Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we're going to talk about how do we treat one another when we disagree politically and morally. Oh, that's not an issue today, Johnny. We all love one another. (laughs) Oh, happy, happy, happy. One big happy family. Hold hands, sing kumbaya. We're all set. Pat each other on the butt, go home, be done. Uh, I wish, I wish. I wish. This one is going to be... Okay, so we're just going to have fun with this because I don't think it matters what we say. We're going to tick someone off somewhere. That is not our intention. (laughs) Not the intention, but I think it's going to happen. Psalm 120 verse 7 says, I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I love when scripture is on our side. I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. How do we treat one another when we disagree politically and morally? That is what we're going to talk about today. It's a huge topic. Uh, I hope that we, I, I hope everything, I hope this is a podcast that helps people get set in a right direction. Yeah. Uh, right position and right disposition. Amen. Amen. And we need Jesus for both. Absolutely. Well, let me open us in a word of prayer, and then we will get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, it is absolutely our goal to glorify you first and foremost. Father, to uh, teach your word, to help others uh, see your perspective of it. Father, help us to uh, to get out of our way, that people will see you, that we can impart wisdom and uh, maybe just some new thoughts that someone hasn't thought about. Father, help us to live out what we teach as well so yeah. that you are glorified not only in what we say here, but how we walk in the, in the world. Father, we thank you. We love you. Pray your hand upon this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> how do we treat one another when we disagree? Uh, just punch him in the nose and be done. <laughs> My dad would say a loud clout to the snout. Right. <laughs> yeah, light him up and like then a he Christmas would say tree. this. If you don't like it, rub it on your chest. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but I heard it 10,000 times growing up. And there's three what people in Ohio. If they hear that, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. My two brothers and Ask sister. Ask your brothers and sisters what your dad meant. Why Uh-oh. didn't you ask what your he dad He wouldn't meant? explain it to us. It was just expected that you. Okay, so that no offense, and I know your dad's awesome, but that is about as silly as my analogy in uh, two podcasts ago about the pregnant woman. Yeah, it is, <laughs> but it was my turn. <laughs> this is a this if is you, a hot minute, topic. If you don't like it, rub, rub it. it on your chest. Yeah. No clue what that means, but uh, we, uh, well, hey, we heard th- it over thanks, and over Yeah, again. thanks for adding nothing there, brother. So All right, I'm not so. preaching that. I'm just, that's how I was grown, raised. And then, and living that out, I, I it brought me to Jesus because uh, it Amen. wasn't working so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just appreciate that, that useless analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when we disagree? Um, do we, do we fight and fight harder and dig in? Do we... Do we just concede and, and step back and let them let them have their victory? Do we uh, uh, do we just stand there and bang heads until it's over? I mean, I, I like what do we do? You know, a year ago, this whole topic would have been this big. Yes. And today, this topic is this big. It's monstrous. It's, it's, it's actually it's, out of control. It's it is uh, on, on so many topics. Somebody came to me recently, say, Pastor Duke, you know, you lived through the late sixties and early seventies, the whole Vietnam and uh, Kent State and the riots in Detroit and 
the racial things, uh, the assassination of JFK, Martin Luther King, Bobby Kennedy, the nation was so divided. You know, what is this compared to that? And that division for our nation was like, you know, this big, because it was just a few hot issues, the war, some racial things. And today it's like on almost every front division, every level. And unfortunately it's, it's, it's really reached divided families. COVID has really divided people. Mask, no mask, uh, socialists, stay home, save lives. And then, then the authorities, the world health organization, the other organizations that we look to, uh, CDC, uh, CDC, they, you know what CDC causes, well, there's so many things that cause this, this division, but, uh, I just read an article. CDC said that, uh, COVID will hang on a surface for 28 days and on the skin for three. Well, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, COVID hung on a surface for nine hours and just, the 180s, they're literally 180s. Uh, and that just keeps provoking and it just keeps dividing dividing divide stay home save lives you know and and yet staying home is just crushing some of our seniors that are so lonely already and then you put this on top of it i just uh, i had a discussion with a lady who's retired and 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 she's at home you know she stayed home and uh and she said she goes i am lonely I just want to get together with my friends. I just want to, I just want to live life outside of these four walls. Sometimes I want, and, and the truth is you're pushing them in, you know, February, um, in the Northeast February, I, I read this a few years back. February is an, is the, uh, number one month for the most suicides, uh, or death of elderly. Uh, not necessarily suicides, well, suicides and, and or death, however you want to look at it, of the elderly because... The winter's locking them down. And they, they're done. Like, they're so depressed. And, and now COVID makes those winters eternal. Yep. Seemingly. Yep. You know, I had a, a gal, a Bible college era friend, both my wife and I, her name's Carol Sue from Detroit and loves the Lord. Uh, she said a, a post on Facebook, it just turned things around for my wife and I. We're talking about division and... And I, you know, sometimes we want the same thing. You know, I want people to be healthy. I don't want to get people sick, but we were locked down for two months and we were glove up and mask up and face mask and go to the store and bring it home and leave it sit for 48 hours before we touch it, wash <laughs> our hands. Right, right, right. You we, guys were, we, we you were in. It. Yeah, we were in. We, and, and we did it with the right heart attitude. I, I want to protect people. I don't want to get sick. I certainly don't want, I'd rather get sick myself than pass it on to somebody that I love. So we're, we're, we're buying them narrative and we're in, but she made this post and it, it changed everything for my wife. And I, she said, I never dreamed of the day where people would be so uh, fearful of death that they were willing to quit living mm. like whoa and so that that, that are you know what there was division yeah that, that statement it's like heaven doesn't scare me that bad and you know in our family group you know my wife and i are the most vulnerable we're 66 years old i i'm, I'm type 2 diabetic you're old your wife's not <laughs> no she'd stay she stayed 29 <laughs> that's right that's right good dude you just gained a couple of points because I'm, hey, I'm forwarding this we married up we married up johnny <laughs> way so, up. okay we way did up. we uh, but it, 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 we were divided from our family, not not our hearts, but our bodies were. It was driving us nuts. We did FaceTime, but that that ain't like you know. And so we we ended our we 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 got back with our family after a couple months and said, you know, I'm willing to. I'd rather die loving people than live separated from people. And it's worked out well for for all of us. But 
you know, this topic is in our face, you know, facing. Well, not division. just COVID, but now let's just look at Trump. Oh, my goodness. You know, put a Trump, Trump and Biden. You know, people are afraid to put a, a political uh, sign out in front of their house for fear of what what will happen to your house. Burn uh, your house down. A bumper sticker, what will happen to the to my the glass in my car if I have a, a bumper sticker. Uh, and you see just a fraction of the of the political signs that you once did. Or wear a MAGA hat and you, you get mugged. Yeah, yeah. So the division is just so intense. And you just think of one thing, the, the racial division. And, you know, hey, we I'm all about black lives, but the black lives lives matter organization is is common so so anarchical here's the best way that i figured out how to do this without um because i don't even like saying black lives matter i don't because not because uh, of the people but because of the organization yeah and it so blends it together and we're trying to do the right thing we're trying to love people and yet you're made to look like a fool you're made to look like a hate monger so here's my statement black people matter Mm, yeah amen i just said the same thing without supporting a group wow Uh, and i i just adopted that that's black people matter and now i have had some who disagree with me and they're like you can't even say black lives matter and i'm like oh no i can i can clearly say it i'm not interested but i am interested in black people yeah and then i went to a thing with with uh, uh ken ham and Kim, Ken Ham said, there are no black people and there are no white people. What he said was, there are dark-skinned people and light-skinned people. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, it's just genetics, amount of melanin that we've got. That's it. But it's, it's the whole atmosphere is supercharged. And we know Satan is the prince and power of the air. He is a liar, a murderer from the beginning. His purpose is to divide, divide, divide. And, you know, one of the really neat things about Jesus is that he can unite, unite, unite. But it's interesting when you you kind of take the big picture of division and all that business. Jesus said, I did not come to necessarily to unite, but to he said, I came to divide. That's right. And when I came to Christ, my family was divided from me. They didn't want to hear anything I had to say. You know, it was okay when I was a drug dealer and I was on the verge of going to jail for a long time. And I'm so think about that. You know, oh, you're cool, man. It's cool. It's cool. And then I then I repent from that. I find Jesus and and I begin to share with them the source of my my strength to turn. And then now I'm the bad guy. Yep. You're, now you're divided. And so now I'm divided. I don't want to be divided. But, but think about um, today. So let's let's look at the t- you literally you just well you brought up two and I brought up one. COVID, huge divider. Because of the masks. Trump, huge divider uh, on the political scene. And then Jesus, huge divider on the personal scene. Boy, how about that? How about that? Uh, And I don't get it. I don't get how people are not outraged if you say the word Allah or Buddha or, or whatever is going on. But the minute someone says Jesus... All hell breaks loose yeah. and the world just about comes to an end. In a uh, in the political world, Omar, uh, we'll just Islamic, leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Omar, you know yeah. her her religion is cool and it's sacred and and there's not a peep and defend it. Yeah, and defend it politically, yeah. politically defend it. Yeah, and then personally, and then attack uh, the present uh, Supreme Court, uh, Amy Gal, uh, because she. Is Catholic and believes in God. And she's being attacked by other Catholics who perhaps don't practice 
the Catholic faith the way she does. And so it's Well, they definitely don't crazy. practice what they preach. Crazy, crazy days of division. Yeah. How do we treat one another when we disagree politically and morally? Wow. Yeah, you know, uh, so so all of that we talked about is really on a political level. Morally, uh, people disconnect from me, and I'm sure you've experienced this, um, on the moral level because I will stand on the Bible, and if it goes contrary to their lifestyle, that's not acceptable. You want to you wanna bring a fight into a family thing? Bring up <laughs> yeah. fornication is sex before marriage. <laughs> sex before marriage, adultery, uh, uh, sex outside of marriage, yeah. homosexuality, a whole nother oh, can of worms that divides, divides, divides. Well, so my family and I, uh, we, haven't, we haven't talked for years. Um, what divided us, which was interesting, was my mother's death. And, uh, when my mom died, um, you know, the, we write the obituary, you know, put it up and whatnot. Well, I gave, I told my brother, I said, listen, if you, if you want to, man, you write the obituary and, uh, and, uh, you write it up, I'll take care of it. So he writes it up. And when he writes it up, he gives it to me. I give it to a friend of mine who, goes through the punctuation you know what i'm saying like yeah. like he just read it proofread it proofread it yeah yeah <clears throat> nothing was changed except for maybe a uh uh typo or something like that so then i i because i was in charge of the whole funeral and and the arrangements and everything that was going on uh i i gave that to the funeral director and then of course they run it in the ad or they run it in the paper or however we did it anyway it got put in the paper <clears throat> And the family didn't like what was written. And they accused me of writing it. And, of course, I didn't know this because nobody's talking to me. So I get all this like it flows, you know. Heard it through the grapevine. (laughs) (laughs) And so my brother, he was like, I've tried to tell him you didn't write it, that I wrote it. And I said, well, I appreciate it, man, but they all hate me just so you know. And so all of a sudden they're like, everyone quits talking to me, but not one person, not one, not one. Listen to me. Listen to me, brother. Not one person called me and said, Johnny, what happened? Or why'd you write this? Not one. What they did decide to do though, was all hate me and quit talking to me. To this day, my mother's been dead 20 years almost. To this day, they still don't talk to me. They still hold it against me. And I'm thinking, if one person, if one person would have just called and said, hey, what? why? I could have said, I didn't write it. So ask the one who did. Instead, for 20 years now, they've all hated me. And when we say, how do we treat one another when we disagree? I, I think a lot of disagreements would end if we would just communicate. You know, that's what Jesus said, getting quickly to the remedy on all this. He said, if thy brother offend thee, go to thy brother alone. Yeah. And just it's a problem resolution 101. Just yeah. uh, have the courage, have the, and love. It, it, love will drive us to that uh, if, if you really want to have a how relationship. Ma- how many people have ended a relationship over a $5 bill? A yeah. uh, $10, a $20 bill? Or and, a false accusation. False that's accusation. Even, that's sad. It's, it's horrible. Um, or just about this, because... 
my family, once again, uh, divided. we got divided even deeper on a Facebook post where I posted a thing about homosexuality on, on Facebook and what the Bible said about it. And then family jumped in, attacking. And I was like, hey, hold on a minute, guys. I'm telling you what, what the Bible says. And so I post more scripture, and people jump in with scripture. Dude, there were so many pastor friends that jumped in on that post that I thought they were so way more eloquent with it than what I am. And, and I was nice, right? Then I had people, family members, <laughs> wanting to be friends of mine only so they could jump in on the argument. Yeah. And then once they jumped in on the argument, they're like, out. They don't want to be friends. And, and, and that was okay. But now to this day, even more family members don't want to talk to me because I didn't condone their actions. And, and again, why is it? And, and, and I, this is a real question. So, so hopefully you and I can answer this. Why is it that if one party doesn't condone the other party or doesn't agree with the other party, why is it that we just like, we sever the relationship, we destroy even family, friends, whatever, that relationship that was so precious, so valuable gets destroyed simply because I say, Hey, I love you. I just don't agree with you. And, and I love you doesn't seem to be enough. That's been a fundamental change in our society in, I would say, the past 10 years, maybe the last five last years. Five years. Just recent. Yeah, five years. Uh, there's Somehow the media, uh, it's got to be the media, it's got to be education, or just a whole lack of skill, people skills, to resolve conflict. And uh, there was a time when you tried to work through things. Well, that's huge, isn't it? Lack of, of skills to resolve conflict. There was a time when you just, okay, we love each other. We'll work through this. And I, I know I have, we have uh, friends and, and some family members that, that disagree. Uh, we disagree maybe on some political things, but we have chosen love above uh, uh the uh, the conflict and just you know, we respect what's a golden rule give us a golden rule here johnny treat others as you want to be yeah, treated yeah yeah oh i actually have a scripture for that believe that one or not but okay. how about this one ephesians four twenty nine through 32 read it to us let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers you know i kind of uh, grace is amazing and I think of some of the, the potential conflict we have uh, with, with people. And like I said, we have some family members that uh, politically are, are, see things different for, from us, but they have shown such uh, grace um, to show respect to us, even though they perhaps don't agree with us and they, and they've taken the high ground and I'm, I'm thankful for that. And I, I praise them for that. We're not, pushing our uh, views down their throat, but nor are they pushing their, trying to push theirs down our throat. And we've had this mutual respect and say, okay, that's where you, you're over there. And, and we kind of only know this by maybe some posts that, that, that show up on uh, each other's Facebook page. And uh, if, if they disagree and they've, they've done that with me where they've kind of gone to private message, if my brother offended, go to their brother alone. And we've just kind of, chit-chatted about it with respect. The Bible says esteeming others better than ourselves. 
uh, if somebody disagrees with me, I'm kind of getting into the remedy side of this, but I, I, I guess maybe we don't really need to go into the conflict side. No, we understand conflict. It's oh at goodness. every level. It's a political level, Everyone racial level, doesn't, doesn't. Trump uh, level. Uh, the, the, well, you know, the vaccines is a big one coming up. That's yeah. dividing people. It seems like, seems like everything is everything. dividing people. Yeah, but yeah. we got to get back to some basic because, principles. Because here's the truth on the vaccine. Um, the left will say, um, keep your theology out of my, what was that? I'm sorry. What do you keep think? Your theology off my ovaries. Yeah. Keep your theology <laughs> off my ovaries. Right. Um, that's a pro-life. But, yeah. Thought. But if we say, Hey, I'm not taking the vaccine. Um, Oh, you hate everyone. Why would you not protect yourself and other people? And, 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 and it was, well, wait a minute. Why is it your body, your choice over here, but it's not my body, my choice over here? Mm-hmm. And so what happens? We get this massive divide. Uh, not, and it's not just a divide. It's almost hate. You know, Satan doesn't care which side of nope. the divide you're on. He just wants to strengthen He just wants the to divide. fight. Yeah, he just wants to fight. Yeah, he just wants to fight. And he's that instigator that picks a fight and then sets back and eats popcorn and watches it. Yep. And, and I had... Uh, on Facebook, I had an episode here, beginning of COVID, mid COVID, whatever it was, and uh, where I posted a thing that I'm not, I'm not going to wear masks. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm secure in Jesus. I'm okay. And uh, someone said, responded on my Facebook page, who I love dearly. I was heartbroken when they when they posted this. The reason you don't wear a mask is because it's fueled and propelled by hate. That was, that was their response. And I mean, out of the gate, that was the first thing said. And, and I, and I said, you know, better than that. And then, so I took it privately. I'm like, what, why would you do that? Right. And, um, I, cause I, I guess I just couldn't understand our relationship was so good or I thought it was right. That all of a sudden I had an opinion, uh, that went against your opinion and then you accuse me of being full of hate. That's, That's part of this present deal. Uh, with the divide, uh, there's no respect for people who disagree for one another with one another. There's no respect for them. And then, then immediately they get, uh, we get engaged in hate speech, you know, condemning them as a person, falsely accusing them. When Adam fell, immediately, what does he do? He blamed the woman <laughs> that you gave to me. Yeah. It's, so it's, he blamed he blamed the woman and God. Yeah, yeah, and it's <laughs> it's it's human nature, and we see this. It seems like at almost every level. Yeah, uh, and it's you know it's Satan, and I just it's just Satan uh, intensifying his grip mm-hmm. as we approach the day of the Lord, and we should not be ex- ex- uh, surprised by it. But you know, here's I like to look at it. this is a good foundational thought to kind of launch in the remedy here. A little song we learned to sing in our church years ago. Why complain about the problem? Rejoice in the opportunity. We got a chance to grow in yeah. grace. Take yeah. hold of responsibility. The reward is worth the suffering. There's glory some sweet day. Praise God for the problems in our way. And this is a huge problem. And blessed are the peacemakers. And so I, I come across as we face uh, all this division politically and uh uh, COVIDly is that a new word? COVIDly, yeah, COVIDly, mask, morally, mask, yeah, and yeah. no mask, and what is social distancing and hug and no hug? Um, it seems like 
almost anything that we say or do could be, uh, you know, I could go up and, uh, and hug some widow in our church and somebody hates me for that. You trying to kill her? No, I love her. I don't think, want to kill anybody. Think about that for a minute, man. So, you are showing love and then be accused and you're being accused. And of the hating. one that I'm hugging is thrilled that I'm hugging them and I'm thrilled to hug them. And it's, uh, I've been doing it for 30 years and, you know, and I, yeah. some of our widows say, you know, Pastor Duke, the only hug I get all, all week is the one I get from you at church. And they you know? treasure that. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 because and, the truth is we, we are designed to need people. And I, I got my mask on and, you know, but I'm not, I'm obviously closer than six feet. And so to me, Satan has set up the narrative for this. Yeah. Because your arms are a little short to not be. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I think we have to view it instead of just being so frustrated by its reality and, and just be, Ugh! which I'm feeling a lot uh, when I go out and mask up and unmask and all that business. Um, it's an opportunity for us in Christ, for, the, for, for Christ in me to be high and lifted up. People would see him in me. And I put a post up on, on Facebook about mask that I hate it. I, I've been told I don't need it. Now I'm told I do need it. And I, the 180s have been dancing in front of me by those that are in authority. And I said, so to where I've landed is I'll reluctantly put it on and be civically obedient, but I got a rebellious heart against it. I certainly don't want to hurt anybody, but uh, I'll, I'll mask up in humility and think it's stupid. It's not helping, but I'll do it to comply. So you see, here's the problem I have. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, my heart's like, with you. I'm not. I'm a little I, jealous of you. I am not, and I'm not trying to hate people. I'm not no, trying to be defiant. I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm just going. There is not enough. There is not enough evidence to show that we need to shut the world down. Even even to this date, man, we're only just over 200,000 people. And I don't mean that as a small number. I'm not trying to minimize it. But we're talking 350 million people. Your, your chances of, your chances of, of COVID taking you out, right? Uh, or your chances of beating COVID and not just beating it, but I mean getting it and then moving on like President Trump did. 99.7, no, 99, 99.7. I think it's nine for eight to 20 and under and uh, it's eight like, for, and then to get up to my age, it's like 99.6% right, right. chance that I'm, I'll, I'll be fine. You'll be fine. 99.6% chance you'll be fine uh, at your age. And so the, and it hasn't even taken out what the regular flu has taken out. But if we don't surrender to every whim and every change and every flip-flop and every new thing that somebody else new comes along. And, and I love how their predictions are. This may be for life. And, yeah, and, and how, about, how about Cuomo who said uh, down, to, in, down in New York City they weren't wearing their mask and Cuomo got on there and he said, do you want me to come down there? <laughs> to which they responded, yeah. yes. Uh, <laughs> new York, I know what they're going to say down there. Yeah, yeah, come on down, Mr. You Governor. Come on, Mr. Governor. We yeah. we we got a we got a we'll uh, take care of business down here. Yeah, you know? we got a cannoli for you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, kind of coming back to the divide is an opportunity to be a peacemaker. And I, well, and that I've was never, that was what you were saying earlier in Matthew seven twelve. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, you do to them. Yeah, yeah. The golden rule. That's not easy. 
It takes the power of the Spirit in us as a yielded vessel of Christ to respect other people that we disagree with. Right. You know, I, I greatly disagreed with uh, uh, certain presidents uh, during my Christian uh, journey, but I still uh, respect the office yep. of the presidency. Uh, and, and we waited. We patiently and, waited. And I prayed for those presidents. I prayed for the health of their families. I prayed for their the well-being of their children. Think about this for a second. I shared... Uh, so I was talking to a friend of mine, and they were like, man, Trump needs to die, blah, 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 blah. What do you think? And I, I stood there, and I, and I thought, you know what? I value this relationship more than I value being right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm not even going to take my stand, whether I stand for Trump or not stand for Trump. Because... It was immaterial. I wasn't going to lie to the guy. And if I took a stand, our relationship was done. Here's a little uh, dukeism that on this topic. And get this, I don't mean to be a wimp. I don't mean to hide from truth. I don't mean to shut down and be a wimp. But years ago, I came up with this thought. Opinions are fine. God gave each of us one. But if my opinion keeps me from you, I'll keep my opinion so I can keep you. Christ did not die for my opinion. That's right. He did die for you. Amen. So I want to value people and their soul and, and their love more than, than my opinion. Amen. And if I know that my opinion is going to uh, uh, drive them away, then I'll just shut up and just yeah. keep loving them. And uh, we're blessed on our family front where we've seen you know family members that we, we, we are not on the same page politically, but we respect one another. And so we just don't go there. And uh, it's pretty neat. It's pretty well, neat to. Well, here's what I did going along those lines. But see, they even though they don't have our maybe same faith position that we have, but I'm just really proud of them because they didn't cut us off. Right. And today, and that's kind of rare in today's world. Today's world, you just cut off. Well, name called and condemned. Here's what I said. As, as the response came to me, and I, I really felt like, oh my, you know, okay, I'm. I'm going to keep my opinion to myself because I value this relationship. And so I said this. I said, well, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to pray for President Trump just like I prayed for President Obama because our president needs our prayers. We're Always. commanded to pray for those that are in authority over us. So I Always. did. That ended the relationship because it was – Oh, so you're going to pray for the president? That means you want him to succeed? He has not talked to me since. And that's that was when COVID started. So it's been eight months, seven months. Sad, sad condition for society. And I was heartbroken. I've talked to people all around the country, and it's it's the same. And it's, it's in, in, I guess the media has so affected. Um, you, you see the division. Uh, politically at the media and the talk shows and 24 seven news things. It's really not news. It's just opinions. And, and people tune in one and think they're very uh, enlightened because I listen to the same uh, channel uh, for 12 hours a day instead of five hours a day. So I'm very enlightened and really is just, they're just, just drank that channel's Kool-Aid. And I think part of uh, having wisdom is listening to, not just the, the, the mainstream media and in, in, in even Fox, they just give the talking points. You've got to go, and thank God we have opportunity to get beyond and get, a, like I call it, a If tripod. we would look somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And here, 
here really what's going on, not just the talking points, because those, those people are governing that. But see, their purpose behind all that is to promote division. Right. And, so, and, and here's what we got to be careful of is the next passage, Proverbs 24, 17. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles. Now, I have a keen thought on that is, you know, arguments. I don't think I've ever won an argument. I don't know that anybody does. Uh, so I just want to avoid that. The Bible says be quick to hear, slow to speak. You know, we have two ears and one mouth. I think there's an object lesson there. I think we need to exercise. And, and so I'm finding myself in this supercharged, divided world, maybe speaking a little bit less than 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 what I did. There was a time when I just give my opinion. Now I'm more cautious about giving my opinion. And now when somebody asks me for, I, you know, obviously I'll, I'll give my opinion and I hope it, it's a, and tell them, I hope that this is Bible based and not emotional based. I tell people I get my whole political thing. You know, I don't care about which, which uh, side of the aisle somebody's on. I care about somebody's character. I care about somebody's uh, position. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm pro-life. God is the author of life. And so it, to me, uh, pro-life has nothing to do with politics, has to do with theology. That's it's who I am. Exactly. God's the author of life. And so if if a candidate is dem you know, is on in the democratic side, there, there were there were pro life Democrats uh, once upon a time. I've actually voted for uh Democrats in, in different uh, a couple. Uh but pro life that's the the game changer for me. And I was re uh, I was reading uh an article the other day and this lady uh puts on puts up on her media social media whatever page it was now i don't remember and she said uh today we will celebrate it's a girl or we will celebrate it's an abortion oh oh my goodness oh my goodness so and but but here's now think about that just for a second you're gonna get me mad johnny no 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 <laughs> Hold you, on, but, but think, i know but think about this just yeah. for a second when they say um when they say it's not a life right until it comes out and it's alive. Well, why are you going to celebrate it's a girl? How, how, how can you celebrate uh, the sex of it if, if, uh, if it's not a life? Yeah, good point. I'm just, point. Uh, it, it's just, so, so I have a question for you on this. What about when two Christians um, fight one another or go against one another or... Um, uh, hates just had a other Christians just um, face, face this uh, almost uh, well definitely weekly if not almost daily mm -hmm. um, and, and there again all these things that we mentioned before are in the face of Christian people because here, here's what you'll get how can you be a Christian and vote for Biden and Kamala who who supports uh, abortion we'll just say right uh, how can you be a Christian and and uh, say that uh, people were born homosexual. How can you be a and how how can you be a Christian and be a homosexual? I mean, like you get all this right here. So then all of a sudden we get this. We get bam. Like we cannot disagree without almost killing one another or severing the relationship to its core. And when I see this division, which is there, I I want to be a I want to listen a little more. 
speak a little less initially. I want to get the framework here of the situation. Context. Get the context of get it. Get the context. We talk about context all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not only context in the scriptures, but it's context in relationships. Every situation. You know, Jesus was not a compromiser, but he was tender, and he said, I have many things for you to know, but you can't bear it yet. He met people where they were and gave them a bite to get him where he wanted him to get him yeah. and he broke it down line upon line precept upon precept here a little there a little so i want to come in and make an assessment of the situation especially if i'm in if it's a conflict with me a lot of times i'm called to resolve conflicts between people and that i find that to be easier than when i'm one of the people in the in the conflict and i've <laughs> Been there once or twice. Once or twice, I think I've been there. When we are, when when the conflict involves us, if we're not careful, we have a tendency to rise up, chest out. Now we're ready to 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 collide, and we forget to preach that what we or to live that which we preach. In that moment, um, when I've been on that hot seat, and somebody's perhaps even attacking me. Uh, for my position or some decisions perhaps I made it as, a, as a lead pastor for 32 years. I was lead pastor in our church. Um, I, 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 I want to be slow to speak. Right. I want to be quick to hear. I want to um, thank the person. My brother's a behavioral specialist in Ohio and has pra- was in that career for many years, and he said, you got to let people shoot their bullets. And I, I, when people come in, perhaps attacking me, I say, well, I just, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you ha- that we have to be having this talk, but I'm very grateful that you have the courage to, con- you know, to the- courage to, to do that. And I think you're here for resolve and not just to attack. And I appreciate that. And I want to listen. I want to hear you out. I might even ask some questions and, and, and just, just, just let them open up. I've learned not to take everything personally. Right. Well, um, you, you can't, you know, uh, so my wife would say, because uh, people, you know, people have a tendency to attack the pastor really fast and, and without grace and be vicious at times. Yeah. And no respect of dignities. It's a prophetic sign of the last days. No understanding of authority, no respect of dignities. And just people will, you know, children will just attack their parents and students will attack their teachers and, uh, people will attack their bosses. It, 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 times have really changed, and people will speak uh, openly uh, uh, against pastors. I see it all the time in my travels. Um, it's, it's, it's a difficult time for pastors right now. I'm no longer the lead pastor at my church, so I'm not under that same pressure. Right. I'm not on the hot seat like I once was, but it, it's epidemic. And, and I, Well, I, I tell my wife this when people attack. She's like, how, how is it you keep forgiving them? Not, not that I'm not supposed to, but she's like, how is it you're not getting mad at them? How is it you're not? And I, and I, and I say, well, here's, here's what I look at them like. I look at them the way Paul looked at himself in Romans chapter 7. It's, it's not I that do it. It's the sin that dwells in me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what Paul says about, about his life and how he says, you know, I want to do good. I wish to do good, but I don't do good. And it's no longer I that don't do good, but the sin that dwells in me. See, the moment of conflict and I, th- I think it's the sin that dwells yeah. in them. Yeah. I think in a moment of conflict, you know, we can have our immediate emotion is self-defense. Mm-hmm. That's self-preservation. But, this, but the spirit in me is a spirit of restoration. Um, 
go ahead and attack me. Jesus said, blessed are ye when all men shall revile you and speak evil against you falsely. That's very important. So I come in not in a spirit of defending myself, come into us if I'm in the spirit, because my flesh right. wants to, you know, the loud clout to the snout. If, I, if I'm, I'm right die. with Jesus, you're okay. If I'm not right with Jesus, you're in you, you better hold on because this is about to be a thunderstorm. Yeah, I don't want to come up. I don't want to come across as one that who has arrived and I don't have any problem with. No, I struggle. But the spirit in me just says, chill, chill, listen, turn the other cheek, turn the other yeah. cheek, turn the other cheek, listen this thing out because the purpose of this, God allowing this to happen, is not for me to win an argument now or self to justify, but my my purpose here is restoration. I want this person to leave our, our leave our conversation right with God. And sometimes... And you want to leave right with God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I've learned to uh, to invite people to speak and not do a tit for tat thing. Say thank you, uh, and just maybe wait until they've spent their ammunition. Thank them for it and, and mean it, mm-hmm. because maybe sure. God, maybe God's trying to tell me something. You know, I have not arrived. I'm not perfect. Yeah, it, even even if it seems that way, sometimes that's really not the intention. But uh, many times, it certainly has been the effect. Right, right. And I say, you know, maybe uh, you were hurt. And you, you know it wasn't my intent, but you were hurt, and I'm sorry for that. I, I'm sorry for the hurt that, that I caused, but I want to give you maybe a little more information that if you have this information, it might have, give you a little more empathy That's a great point me. because a lot of times people don't have all the information. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. No, I said a lot of times. Yeah. Okay. A lot of times. Okay. Just want to get. It. Okay. Right? You know, people get a pound of uh, opinion, only got an ounce of information. That's right. That's right. And so I say, you know, I want to share as little information as I can. I'm not here to try to justify myself. I'm just give you enough information to understand me, because, and I'm not. And sometimes giving information kind of implicates other people who maybe has spoken and I want to yeah. be cautious. You got to be careful of that. Yeah. I don't want to, cause hurt. you don't want to violate other people's trust. Yeah. I'm not trying to win an argument. Right. I'm right, not trying right. to, I just want, I do, Yeah. I want to win their trust. Yeah. And here's, here's what, uh, first John four 21 says, and it goes right along with that. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Now this is very specific to Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This because is in the family. Is in the family because you can't say you love God and not love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you can't say, I love God, but yet you deny Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You don't love God, just according to the scriptures. So here, when he's talking about the brother, it's in the family of God, right? So if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. And Jesus gave the right for unsaved people to watch us in the family and determine whether or not we're real Christians or not. When he said, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you have love one for another. And so we are called to a higher position in the family of God. So I'm glad you brought that up because I have another verse for that. Exactly. So I'm dragging the Bible into this this time. Huh? I know. You're always the one doing that. I, no, you, listen, I, heard, I feel good about that. Yeah. You know? 
I hid those words this, in my heart. This is exactly, well, brother, I wish I would have read the Bible as many times as you've read it. <laughs> I'm older than you, Johnny. Catch up. Uh, Colossians 3.12, right? And through 14. Therefore, as the elect of God, children of God. In the, the family. In the family. Holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. Oh, my goodness. So how... If we would look at the, con the point of conflict, boy, do we need Jesus at that point of oh conflict, and look at that as an opportunity uh, for humility, mm -hmm. for Scripture. Yep. Look at that as an opportunity for restoration, but to kind of pull a word that you used uh, a couple of minutes ago, opportunity for communication. Because if we're not willing to communicate, and the Bible says, be willing to communicate. Yeah. If we're not willing to do that, then we're just going to end up where the world is, name calling and building a wall and blame shifting and walking away. And then when, when Christians do that, it's like that top that's spinning. It, it runs into a conflict. And if they don't learn the biblical principle of conflict resolution, going to brother alone and listening and working through with the right heart attitude and humility for the purpose of, of, of restoration. So if they don't get the victory, that top spins until it hits something else and then mm -hmm. just run the same thing. It's do laps in the wilderness. It just keeps going. And they, they, I'll find a good church someday. You know, it's like many of these churches that you've already bounced around to were already good churches. Yeah, they were good until you got there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they were already great churches. But if you don't learn conflict resolution, that's what God's trying to right. teach us. Right. Humility. Um, uh, well, and, and, and the only reason, 99% of the time, the reason we can't uh, uh, have conflict resolution is because we can't let go of our pride, our stance, our position. Yeah, yeah. And and allow someone else to think different. Hey, you know what? You, yeah. Man, and I tell people sometimes, look, if that thought gets you through the day, then ride it out. I mean, hold yeah. on to it. And 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 we fail. We fail in verse 13 where it says bearing with one another or bear with you as we get through this. If you offend me, I'm going to forgive you because we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And so we're going to move on. Uh, this is not a personal thing. But this is opposite of the world. The world has learned to attack at that point. Blame shift, attack, name call, walk away. Mm -hmm. And that's not how the spirit of God works. No. And so these conflicts are opportunity for me as a pastor to help grow people through things. Does it always work out? No. People kind of come and people kind of go understand that. But I want to handle the thing right. Uh, you know, if, if, if I go to a doctor and he prescribes uh, a treatment for me and I don't take it, it's not his fault. It's my fault. I didn't take the medicine. That's right. And I want to know as a pastor in a problem resolution thing that, that, um, that I've done the right thing and I, I've helped people through. So uh, a lot of times I'm called to be that person to, to mediate uh, between people. And a lot of times, most of the time, it's between in marriage. Right, right. But to kind of isn't go back that, to the personal side. crazy that even marriages today oh, are so caught up in, in all this political and moral um, I mean, you might have one parent that uh, agrees with the lifestyle of the child and the other parent doesn't, man. So now there's conflict. Yeah. And then you got one parent who votes for, you, you got, you got uh, uh, one spouse voting for one candidate, candidate and then yeah. another. And so now there's, con I mean, it's just, 
On every level. I want to go back to that individual thing, and then I want to switch to, to couples for a moment. Just some huge principles that, that kind of kind of clarify where people are, are, are at. So someone's come to me in personal conflict and sort of attacked me, and I just turn the other cheek and listen. When they got the rest of the story, they're like, oh, Pastor, I had no clue. And now it's kind of like a bone that's been broken and set properly. When now it, it heals, heal. yep. now it heals, but it doesn't just heal. It, it's called a callus where that bone grows. It's a little stronger there than any other point in yeah, the it bone. Won't, it won't break it won't, there again. It'll never break there again. And I've had some of the some of the greatest relationships I've had pastorally with people. And a lot of times we look back, there was a point of conflict. We sat down and had a hard talk, and then it's like, now we have a real relationship because they know they can come to me, and I'm not just going to put them down and lift me up. I'm just going to... I'm going to humble myself before them, give them as much information as I can. And boy, I've seen great victory. Matter of fact, I can't think of a point where somebody came to me that, and and it just seemed to work out. It's the ones that won't do that, which brings me to another huge point when, when I'm called as a peacemaker and I've learned this, that when people are at odds and I come in, most of the time they come to me for counsel. They don't really want counsel. They just want me to take their side. Right. <laughs> and, Dude, that happens a lot. And if I don't, then I'm a bad guy. You're a bad, yeah, and then all of a sudden you can't help them. And so what I've learned is not to give, uh, not to even take uh, take any sides. And I, I clarify that right up here. I'm not here to side up with anybody. I'm here to bring you together. And I and I, here's a principle that, that I'll give them even before I hear the sides. Just, you know, get this right out up front. That when you have erring parties, the Bible says there's safety in a multitude of counselors because we all have blind spots, okay? Oh, yeah. All the ways of man are clean in their eyes, but the Lord is the judge. And if if I'm humble, uh, I will seek the counsel of others. I sought your counsel and opinions on certain things through the years. You've sought mine. And that takes humility to do that because I got blind spots and you, you strengthened me, Pastor John, uh, you're, you're strong in some areas where I could wimp out and, and you strengthened me and maybe God uses me to help clarify some things to you. Well, that's, well that's, that's like the, this morning, uh, before we even started the podcast, I said, uh, I had asked you a question and, uh, and then I, I set it up with, do you think I filled in the blanks and I said, listen, man, I'm. I, I'm I'm a big boy, so so give it to me straight, and you did, and so now I sit back and I will take that because you know I love you, you because know that I know you love me, and we sat down and we talked through it, and you have some great points that I need to seriously look at um, for for the benefit of my ministry. I could easily have went, man, what a jerk! He does it his way, I do it my way, and I'm just going to keep moving forward, but. I've been beating my head against the rocks 27 more years than you have. Right. So why would I not listen to, to like what, look at it? What we're trying to do in conflict is create an atmosphere of resolution mm-hmm. by being humble yeah, and, and being kind one to another. And I'll look at people and say, you know what? I want to come up right now. If we don't work out and get on the same page, that doesn't really matter. I mean, I want to, and right. I'll try hard. I'll right. give you the information you need. Hopefully we'll be on the same page. But even if we don't land on the same page, uh, I love you. Yeah. And yeah. I'm hoping we can always work together and work through it. But if not, I will always love you. I owe the debt of love to all people. Which brings us to the next passage that I have, which is so cool because you don't know about these passages, but I have them here to bring up, right? 
And so it is Romans twelve seventeen through 21. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. 18 I love. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. If everyone looked at it as, if I'm going to live peaceably with this person, I got to do all I can to live peaceably. Mm-hmm. If, if both sides looked at it like that, you work it out. It, it, it would be worked out because, because now pride, as you were talking earlier, pride gets pushed aside. Humility comes in and we both have the same goal, which is to, uh, is, is conflict resolution. And if we have the, if we both have the same goal of conflict res- resolution, rather than I have to be right, we're, we're going to, we're going to resolve it. Yeah. Satan doesn't have a chance. You know, I, I kind of switch gears over to the marital side of things. Uh, my wife would say <laughs> there's some things that just aren't going to change. Right. You li- <laughs> learn to live with them. You know, I, I was shocked in the early days of, of our, our uh, of our marriage because, I, Johnny, you know I married up. and uh, Way up. <laughs> my, my wife is, is beautiful inside and out, and, and uh, she's bright. She's got her master's degree in education, a fabulous career, fabulous mom, and just – but – when we were early days of our marriage, I noticed that she squeezed the toothpaste in the wrong place. <laughs> she so didn't squeeze it from the middle, did she? She did, even up Golly. towards the, and she did it wrong. So I remember I was Dude, I watched that, that a couple times. That's completely wrong. Yeah, and those on were every the days. level, that's wrong. Well, especially <laughs> in those days because they were metal type things, and when it, it it got squeezed up on the end, then you couldn't get the stuff at the back end through. Now these plastic ones have resolved that. So anyway, right. <laughs> I'm a great I'm a great leader, spiritual leader, and I I instructed her like, honey, you got to squeeze back here and then it comes i showed her how to do that she just looked at me like she didn't say anything the first time she just looked at me and then the second time i brought it up she just said very sweetly i'm a big girl i'll squeeze it where i want and the lord will provide for any that's left in the in this stupid tube and i learned very quickly it is a good time to shut up duke (laughs) I thought I had this perfect woman, and it turns out she was only near perfect. That you know, it's funny stuff. It's just like okay, I I died to the right to have the toothpaste squeezed where I wanted. That's right. I just had to die to the right for that, and just live with this woman, even if she squeezes the toothpaste defiantly in the in the wrong spot. All right, so I have the same problem with my wife. Not the toothpaste, though. So if you have a shower with doors or if you have a shower curtain, it's really immaterial. Open both ends, bring both ends to the middle, and that will allow air to circulate through that little box area and dry it out and you won't get any mold. So when you're done showering, if you don't have the fan on, as soon as you get done showering, turn the fan on, pull both ends toward the middle so that the air can circulate. It dries it out. There's no mold. And I'm a happy guy. You're scientifically right and maritally skating on thin ice, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So I went in and I, I explained both ends to the middle. So it circulates and it's going to be easier on you to clean this because there won't be any thing growing that shouldn't be growing. And because airflow girl airflow, so the next day I come in, 
Bathroom's full of steam. Mold growing on the walls. One end, one end is open. The other end is closed. And I said, I thought we had this discussion. So I moved it and showed it to her again. Come in the next day, same thing. Is what it is, Johnny. And that's where I landed. That's where you landed. I said, you so know what? It. So here's what I'm going to do. When she's done showering, and next time I go in the bathroom, I'll make the adjustments and move on. <laughs> How'd that work? Oh, that's great. There's no more discussion about it. And, and, and you know what else that helped me with? My OCD. <laughs> now you can fix everything. <laughs> well, there's another side to this. Uh, my wife learned that uh, I'm a guy, you know, and there's this toilet seat issue that still, <laughs> after 42 years, and man, I'm... And she has come to the conclusion that it is what it is. Yeah. And... Uh, so as a guy, Grace, are you yeah, ready for this? Go ahead, I've Johnny. never we, had that problem. Oh, boy. Do you know why? Because my OCD says close both lids so that if anything should fall, it won't fall in the toilet. So I don't leave the seat up. Why would I leave the seat up? I need to get a pen and take some. So, my, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, my wife knows if you sit down, you're sitting down on a flush part and you're going to get all wet. I don't leave it up. So you're not going to fall in because I'm afraid something else is going to fall in if it falls off the shelf or if I drop it, you know? So I close both. That's never, the toilet seat has never been an issue in my house. <laughs> well, it is what it is, Johnny. But I have others. I promise. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but that, that's a great point. I've heard my wife, uh, say this a lot of times we get chit chatting with younger couples. We try to mentor a lot of young couples through the years. They ask us how you know all these years and shit. That's one of the points she always will hit. Like, you know, there's not going to be perfection, right? But she would say, um, if you got, if you got a guy that's striking, you know, 97, 98 percentile, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful. Don't hit that one or 2% right. where they fall short. Do you know, and, you know, uh, my, my, one thing I do do to do do <laughs> do do one thing, one thing I do just circled right back around the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I, <laughs> one thing that I do is not the toilet seat, but, and this drives my wife crazy. And I've told her, get used to it. It's been over 30 years. <laughs> Can't help it. I go to bed. She has the sheets tucked in nice and tight. I go to bed you got to be loosened up. Dude. I will grab them and yank them out. A hundred percent out. Now I will stop halfway on the bed. Now she'll tell you, I don't, <laughs> you're still undoing part of mine. And I go, no, this is mine. And she goes, well, why do you got to do it? Because I do. <laughs> so I need the sheets real loosened up and then she'll make them. She'll make the bed the next day. And while we'll both right make back it, in. she'll tuck it right back in and I tear it back out. And she goes, why do you keep tearing it out? I go, why do you keep tucking it in? <laughs> so we have landed. Unresolved conflict. You uh, just yeah. learn to yeah. live with it. So my wife has learned to accept the fact that I will never leave the sheets tucked in. <laughs> 
but I will put the seat down. Yeah, my wife is a dominant sleeper. She gets three quarters of the bed and three quarters of the sh- of the blankets. It's just the way it is. It and, is what it is. You know, I have I wake up in the morning with certain parts of my body freezing because it just didn't get opportunity to be covered. But uh, I married a beautiful woman, and I, I, the it, payoff is I, way better than the yeah. complaint. Yeah, great, great. That's right. she, she provided well. She worked hard, <laughs> made a lot of money, and I live comfortably because of her sacrifice. But Amen. you know, learning. I think something we're here. We're we're having fun with this. I think this is a point we yeah. need. You know, this is a very important point. We learn to have fun with the things instead of being intense. Yeah. And I back off and I say, "Can I live with this with my wife?" You know. And I have a, I have pastor friends that I disagree with on a certain theological point, but I don't have a lock on all truth. Right. And they put up with me. Uh, um, uh, and I've, there was a time when I was insecure. I think this is a big point here. When I was insecure with, with myself and somebody disagreed with me, I was intimidated. It's like, that is so immature. Mm-hmm. And instead of being intimidated now by somebody that disagrees with me, I'm kind of interested because I know I don't have a lock on all truth. Right, right. But even though I might not have a lock on all theological truth, I can have a right heart. I can have a right heart attitude. And if we look, if we just live our days in and out, day in and day out through the day, with just trying to maintain that right heart attitude of humility before God and man, when the conflicts come, I think a lot of times what Satan would let be a a mountain, the spirit will make into a molehill absolutely i um if i disagree with someone theologically i will tell well if it's, if, there, if there's a wide gap then um obviously you would never speak in my church yeah but we'll still talk and hang out I was, yeah buy a cup of coffee and yeah, absolutely chat. uh and 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 discuss it because sure. I, i'm i love being challenged um if we disagree on say one topic and it's no big deal. Hey, man, why don't you why don't you come and speak in my church? Just don't talk about that mm-hmm. because I teach my people different. Yeah, I've been, and, uh, and you know what? It's traveling around uh, the country. That's that's on, on my plate on the, on, all, all the, time. the time, and I yeah, yeah. kind of know the guys, and I just learned to be safe and sound when I'm out. Yeah. I'll preach sound doctrine, but if I'm not sure where a guy stands on you know a certain area, I just don't go there because I'm there for the purpose of building up their church that's right i'm there to respect that church respect that pastor to make him uh more fruitful and give him a day off from the pulpit let him not have to study and fight the devil the night before because people a lot of you don't understand that what pastors on saturday night in the battle the spirit battle of demonic activity just to fight the pastor you know i've had uh, we raised three kids and i think we had about 14 Raising three kids, maybe fourteen nights that were totally sleepless because the kids crying and sick and and nightmares, and we're we were up all night. And every one of them were a Saturday night. Every one, Isn't not that interesting, quinky dink. I think not. So, you know, we're talking about just this division. How how do we how do we get along? First of all, I want to. I don't want to start trouble. And I want to be respectful. If I know somebody has a theological difference or a, a political difference, I don't go there. I go to Jesus. I go to That's love. Right. I go to truth. If we can't, I'll go to what I know we have in common. We'll talk yeah. about the kids. We'll talk about love. We'll talk about the weather. We'll talk about sport. Anything we can just to build a relationship and 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 and, and show our love one for another. Good food and and fun times and funny stories. 
and then I'll respect their position and not go, not, not bring it up. Cause I can live with people. I have friends that are on people that I really love that don't, don't see it my way. Right. And they are opportunity for me to just be dead to self. Right. I, um, I have a verse. We're going to end it here with this verse. Uh, and I think that this passage summarizes, um, or at least gives the answer of how do we treat one another? I think I think we've discussed that well, and that is first off, first off, communicate, extend grace, listen, be humble, like like, and all these things require an action on on us. If we're not trying to win an argument, we'll be fine. Yeah, if we're if we're trying to keep the relationship or build a relationship, we're going to be fine. So I think it comes down to this, and I think this is going to be a great uh, passage to tell or to explain to us how to make this happen. Matthew chapter seven, verses three through five. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but oh. do not consider the plank? There you go. Look <laughs> this inward is before we look outward. Yeah, right. Look inward before we look outward. That's exactly what this is saying. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. That'll work. That'll work every time. I think, I think that if we check ourselves first and if we stop and say, wait a minute, I have issues. I know I have issues and you have issues and you know, you have issues, but what do we value here? Are we going to value being right? If we, if we value being right over everything else, we, we, we have sacrificed the relationship. If we stop and go, man, let me just for a minute, check myself and, and man, I pray that they're going to check themselves so that we can make the adjustments and not be the hypocrite, not be the one attacking, not to be the one going after, not, not, I gotta be right. And just say, Hey, interesting perspective. I think that we will treat one another better and different. I think the disagreements, we, we may still disagree on the same level, mm -hmm. but if we're doing it because we love one another rather than because we're trying to be right, I think we'll resolve the issues. I'm just sitting here thinking of uh, two of my dearest pastor friends have a theological disagreement with me on, on some areas uh, that in the early days when I was a pastor, I would have just not even been that way, even willing to be their friend. And they've turned out to be fabulous men of God, great friends, edified, built me up. And uh, we just, I think we've shown the world that we really are his disciples because we love one another and we have a couple areas where we disagree, but that has been our opportunity to show that respect for each other. Yeah. And that's, that's just kind of where we got to land guys is we got to let each one have his own thought process or her own thought process. Uh, love them. Uh, I think that's what makes people so amazing is because we're so different and uh, we have to stop reacting hate for hate or evil for evil, as, yeah. as the verse says, and just realize 
I have issues, so I'm going to look at the plank in my eye before I look at the speck in someone else's eye. And we deal with our issues, and we extend grace because that's what we want extended to us. So we treat others as we want to be treated. And we we have to get back to the basics and communicate. Let me tell you what's going on so you understand it. And if you if you pass judgment, but you've never asked the person about it, but yet you accuse them of it, how how do you do that? You you have to go to them and go, hey, I, this really hurt my feelings, or this offended me, and at least give the person an opportunity to say, oh, I'm so sorry, it wasn't meant that way. You never work through something until you first talk through something. You got to talk through it, and so there's understanding on both sides. And I think that's where we fail. The biggest thing, uh, how do we treat one another when we disagree politically or morally? We communicate. We, we communicate. We treat them with the respect that we want uh, ourselves. We ask the, the questions that are bothering us to get the answers that, that, that will resolve the conflict. And then we love on one another and move on. Look at the person that you love the dearest and that you, you have loved for years and years and years. You guys have had disagreements, arguments, and fights. But what made you stay friends all these years? You forgave one another. You extended yeah. grace. Yeah. Forgiveness is uh, forgiveness. Pretty much fix it, won't it? Yeah. Just just talk it out, man. Talk it out. We get it. We got to give it. Amen. And if we're not willing to give it, do we got it? Uh, That's bad English, but uh, <laughs> good theology. Jesus kind of brought that up if, in the in the model prayer. Amen. Hey, thank you guys for listening to us today. Thank you for tuning in to According to John. Uh, brother, thank you for always just bringing in the wisdom and imparting uh, such sweetness. And some uh, sick humor. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you like that part. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> hey, guys, I hope that this helps. I hope that you have learned something. And if nothing else, extend grace and communicate. And I think it'll end the... Uh, disagreement and the hate or the anger that pursues after the disagreement. Uh, Love on one another. Extend grace. Look at yourself before you blame someone else. Hey, God bless you. Like, subscribe, follow, and share with someone else. God bless. Have a great, great week.